Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. You're in this fire, yes. You're in a terrible situation, yes. You're in a problem. There's trouble. There's affliction. You're in a trial. You're in a testing period. But you are not in there alone. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. The Lord has given me a word to give to you today. Um, I Typically, I do not preach the calendar. I do not preach occasions. I just simply echo the sounds that I hear from heaven. Uh, so here's a word that the Lord wants me to give you today, and I pray that your, your ears are open and receptive to hear. This word is applicable to all ages as the Lord um, speaks today. Uh, today, let's go. We'll start here in the book of Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. We'll wait just for a moment until you get that. Ecclesiastes, uh, the third chapter. And uh, we're going to look at um, some very familiar verses, verses 1 through 8. And we're going to speak from the subject today of trouble won't last always. Trouble won't last always. Subtitled, When the Wait is Over. So this will actually be a part number two of what we started on last Sunday, uh, which is still under the broad heading of walk tall. I do not know what part number this is yet, Sherry, but it, we're out there now. All right. Turn to name and tell them trouble won't last always. All right. And for the next few moments that we'll have together, I'm going to show you that in Scripture. And uh, it will be very uh, applicable to your lives. Uh, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter. You got it yet? All right. Remember, if you cannot find it, what should you do? Turn to the table of contents and uh, find where it's written or simply ask your neighbor. If you nor your neighbor knows where it is, then both of you turn to the table of contents. Amen. The table of contents is a friend. All right. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, verse number one says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what, uh, pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to uh, break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Help me pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name uh, for this day and for this opportunity that you've given us all by your mercy and grace to uh, to to receive your word today and lord we ask that you would just speak to us in a way that we can all hear and understand and apply your word to our lives we are in desperation we're desperate for your word we're desperate for your anointing for your presence we admit father that we cannot do anything without you we admit we need your strength 
We need your grace. We need your forgiveness. We need your mercy. We need your mind. We, we need your wisdom. We need your understanding. We need your patience. We need everything that comes from you. And so today, Father, as we huddle around the word of God, we ask that you just speak to us expressly and let us know what is the word from heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. All right. You'll notice one word that resounds through all the verses we've just read. That's a four-letter word. And that word is what? Time. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Then it goes on down telling us that there is a time for different things. There is a time for war and there is a time for peace. There's a time for struggling and there's a time to be released from struggling. There's a time for all these things. There's a time for every purpose or to every purpose under heaven. Our God is one. He is the master of time. He's a master of time. And there are some things that are happening, happening in our lives, really, that should have been over and done with a long time ago. A long time ago. And we'll find out, actually, that we are the ones that continually to uh, continually make things keep going on. We, perpetu we perpetuate the trial that should have been gone a long time ago. How many of you know that we can hold on to some things? We can hold on to some grudges. We can hold on to some unforgiveness. We can hold on. We can hold on to anger. We can hold on to hostility. We can hold on to something. Right? Yeah. And the season for that should have been over a long time ago. But we, as human beings, have the choice to hold this fire to our bosom and not let it go. When the season for that was, uh, was long over, long over. Whenever you start or whenever we or mankind enters into a trial or testing period or time of temptation, understand something. When God allows that to happen, now we'll, we'll look at a lot today, but when God allows a time of testing, a time of trial, uh, uh, when he allows a time of temptation, there is always a start date and an ending date. There is always a start and an end. In other words, if you are going through something right now, if you're going through trouble, if you're going through a problem, understand that that has an expiration date stamped on it. It was stamped on it before it came to you. It has a start and it has an ending. But the problem is we don't want to go past the expiration date. Hallelujah. It has the beginning and it has an end. Hallelujah. So Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for everything. Now the word time uh, in, the, in the Hebrew here, in this text of scripture, the Hebrew word is eighth. And it means uh, time, it means um, an, an experience, it means an occurrence or an occasion, an occurrence. In other words, it, in other words we can say it has a specific period that it can live. It has a lifetime. It has a lifetime, kind of like milk. Anybody ever bought milk before? When you buy milk, you should see an expiration stamp on that milk. If you don't see a stamp on it, don't buy it. You don't know when it's about to go out, but if you open the top and sniff, you'll know pretty much. But uh, it has, a, it, it 
troubles or problems only have a, there's only has a season to operate in us. It only, there's only, God only allows it to be there for a season, for a moment. It comes and it goes. It's not meant to be with you for an eternity or over your lifetime. Are you with me? All right. Now, let me show you something uh, also in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Now, let me explain some other things to you while you're getting that. Understand um, a limited period or interval. Time is a limited period or interval as between two successive events. Time. Time is also a particular period considered as distinct from other periods. Time. It is a prescribed or allotted period. All right. As we talk about time, time is a prescribed or allotted period. Hear me, children, <laughs> because if you hear the word of God today, you will understand that God, and we'll get to this as well, that God has already provided a way out of this. He's already prov provided a way of escape. Not escape as in you're running out of danger, but escape as in an exit. There is a way in and there is a way out. Now, typically, when we hear that God has provided a way of escape, or when we see the word escape, we always think about somebody running out of danger. Uh, there's fire in the building, or, there's, uh, or something traumatic is happening, and we look for escape. In other words, there's danger all around us, and uh, we know we're going to die at any moment, and we've got to get out of there. That's not what God's talking about in Scripture. How would he say, I provide a way for you to escape, and say that he's all-powerful at the same time? In the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God made a way of escape. He made a way out. But they weren't running to get out because it was burning. They were comfortable where they were. And when the time came, they simply walked out of the fire. In the case of Daniel in the lion's den, he was under tremendous pressure. He was in the lion's den. And those hungry lions were going to eat him up. But while he was there, the Lord shut the mouths of the lions. And he made a way of escape. Daniel didn't run out of there, running for his life. Oh, they're going to eat me, they're going to eat me. No, he was sitting, resting. He had one, the lions was his pillow, and he rested. And when the time came where they opened the, opened the, um, the pit, Daniel just simply walked out of it. We don't run from danger. We don't run from it. God simply provides a way out of it. When the period is over, the period is over. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Now you see the same, term, the same terminology there in the book of Psalms, the 23rd Psalm. God said that he will provide or that he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. In the presence of your enemy, in the presence of this danger, in the presence of the trial, in the presence of the pressure, in the presence of the stress, in the presence of the court battle, he will provide a way out out he'll provide a table for you in the presence of the enemy in other words you'll be feasting now catch a hold of this picture here's the devil and he's trying all his best to knock you out and knock you down he's throwing everything he's got at you but god said as long as i am your shepherd and you're my sheep the enemy will do all he can he's trying to push but he said i'll pull up a table right there and you just eat while he does his stuff 
The enemy is doing all of this stuff. He's really trying to get you. He's really clawing. He's really trying to get you. But God said, I'll turn this thing around and it'll be for your good. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all got to help me today. All right. Let me give you another note. Now, trouble, as we said before, trouble has an expiration date. Uh, It was not designed to be permanent. It is temporary. Say, my trouble is temporary. Listen, don't make a temporary problem permanent. Now, I pray you hear what the Word of God says. I'm going to go straight on here, and I pray that you can glean from it as we go. Don't make a temporary problem permanent. This is what the Father says. Don't give a permanent solution to a temporary problem. People, here's an example of giving a permanent solution to a temporary problem. People will commit acts of suicide uh, because of some... Um, because of some breakup, some relational breakup. I can't live without him. I can't live without her. And they'll actually commit suicide. Committing suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You'll find somebody else, baby. You will find somebody else. Some people will commit acts of suicide because of financial ruin, financial distress. I can't take this anymore. They create a, they give a permanent solution to a temporary problem. You can get some more money. And some other people even do something very drastic because they say somebody will find out what I did and so and so and and all these other things. Don't create, don't give a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Or we go out and get a bunch of debt. We go out and we borrow a lot of money to pay something here that God said, if you just wait on me, I'll give you the money to pay off, to pay it off. But now instead, we've got to wait another six years to pay off this loan that if we just waited, it would have been six months. We got to learn to hear the voice of the Lord. Are you with me, everybody? I'm going to go on. So the Lord says here, um, uh, here again, some people may um, give a permanent solution to uh, even an embarrassing situation. God said, don't do that. Now, in Job, the 14th chapter, Job 14, 14, the latter part of that, uh, he says, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. All the days of my appointed time will I wait till. Till talks about time. This thing has an expiration date. Trouble will not last always. It will not last always. And when you understand that, you can have a better outlook. You, you understand that, uh, um, you can have, uh, understand that there is a future, that there is something better for you just up the road. But don't go and create permanent situations or semi-permanent, uh, uh, situations trying to put a band-aid on this temporary trouble. Are you with me? This trouble is temporary. Even your broke status is temporary. Loneliness is temporary. Joblessness is temporary. It is temporary because the Lord is on your side. Now, in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, we're going to read this. This is very powerful. Out of the King James Version, it says, for, this is 2 Corinthians 4, chapter, verse 17. It says, for our light affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, verse 18, 
uh, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They say here, Paul is saying here, uh, this is light affliction. This is light trouble. Now, the word light here really talks about, uh, it talks about the weight of something. He says this is, this is light weight. Now, if you understand anything that, that, that the apostles went through, you understand they were beaten, they were whipped, they were thrown in jail, and they call that light. That's a measurement. They were comparing something. They said this is a light situation. This is what we're going through now is no comparison to hell. It's a light situation. Or this is nothing. What I'm going through is nothing in comparison to what someone else is going through. This is a light situation. There are a whole lot of people that would love to be in your shoes. Love to be in your shoes. They say you got it easy compared to what they're going through. So he said this is a light affliction. Affliction simply means trouble problem. I'm going through something. This is a light affliction. Now, notice the mindset of the apostles. They said, this is light. This is light. So listen, don't make your situation heavy. I pray you hear the word of God. Don't make your situation heavy. We can make our situation unbearable unbearable by meditating on it and thinking how terrible it is and how much we don't have this and and we don't have that and and all these things and how much or how badly people are are treating us and talking about us we can make our situation so heavy that we can't bear it but god says it's light it's light and there are many others that will love to be in your shape in your condition is actually a step up to where they are it's actually a step up. Man, uh, one man said uh, he complained about having no shoes until he saw a man that had no feet. People would love to be where you are. Love to be where you are. And we can gripe and complain and bellyache about what we're going through and not understand that this is a light affliction. This is light trouble, temporary trouble that will pass. Say with me, this is light trouble, a temporary affliction that will pass. Hallelujah. Now notice what the word says. It says again, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. If this is but for a moment, it says, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, while you're in this condition, while you're in this trouble, while you're in this trial, while you're under this pressure, this is working for you. Say it's working for me. Now, let me read that to you out of the Amplified Bible. Then it says this, for our light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour is far, rather is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure excessively excessively um, surpassing all comparisons and all calculations a vast a vast uh, transcendent glory and blessedness uh, never to cease so this is working a treasure in you. 
You don't know what's happening, but it is working a treasure in you. It's working a treasure in you. Now, let me show you something here in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, the 10th chapter now. 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. Now, I want to show you an example of really going through something or this test or trial. Understand something. The word temptation can be defined also as test. It can be defined as a trial. And simply put, it is a proving time. It is a proving time. If the Lord has allowed it to come, it is there to prove you. It is there to test your worth or your value. Now, God already knows all about you. He made you. He knows what you're capable of. He knows what you can do. But you do not yet know who you really are. You do not know the strength of your relationship with Christ until something comes in front of you. You do not know what you would do until some pressures are applied. So the Lord will allow it, not for his benefit, but for our benefit. Now you'll understand also when the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized at the River Jordan by uh, John, John the Baptist or John the Baptizer. The Bible declares that a, uh, a dove, the Spirit of God, like as of a dove, uh, came down upon him from heaven and the Father said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now the Bible says that Jesus was then, in the book of Luke, it says that the Lord Jesus was then full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit. Say full of the Holy Spirit. Now here's Jesus Christ, full of the Holy Spirit. Then after that moment, the Bible says that he was led up of the Spirit to be tempted of the enemy, to be tempted of the devil. Now, Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, but yet and still, he had to go through a testing time. He had to go through a proving time. Now, the Father did not orchestrate that testing time. He is not the author of that testing time, because the Bible declares in the book of James that God tempts, that God cannot be tempted, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is drawn away when he's enticed of his own lust. But so God did not tell the devil uh, to be there in the mountain to test Jesus. But what you'll actually see, as Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and he was being led up to a higher place by the Spirit, the devil showed up. Same on your case today. As you are born again and you're trying to do your best for the Lord and the Lord is leading you up to a higher place in your marriage, higher place in your finances, higher place in your relationship with him, there is the devil waiting for you. Now the devil has three purposes, to steal, kill, and destroy. He wanted to stop the ministry of Jesus before it actually began. He saw Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit at the River Jordan and knew that the Holy Spirit was going to take him up to a higher place. Well, the devil set an ambush. That's all that was. It was an ambush, but the Father allowed the ambush to test what was in Christ. Now, you understand that after that whole testing period was over, the Bible says clearly that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Now, listen, before the trial, he was full of the Spirit. After the trial, he had the power of the Spirit. Question is, and the whole thing was allowed, uh, the question from heaven is, Jesus, my son, my, the one that is wrapped up in flesh, can I trust you with the power of my spirit? 
You'll have to go through a testing time first before I will invest the power of my spirit. We all want the power of the spirit, but understand that there must first be a testing or a proving time. We want great financial gain. We want checks in the mail. We want increase. But God said, can I test you or can I allow you to go through this with $10, with $100? Can I test you in this to see if you are eligible to receive the power of the spirit? Are you with me? So this was, God did not orchestrate this. He didn't tell the devil to go up in the mountain to set an ambush for Jesus. But the enemy saw greatness that was coming about. The enemy knew what John the Baptist was doing and all how all Israel came out to see John and, and the region in Jordan and Judah and round about came to John to be baptized at the river Jordan. The devil knew what was going on and he was there that day and saw the Spirit of God and heard the voice of God yelling out of the cloud, This is my beloved son. Wow. And so he had to set an ambush to try to stop this man. So what the devil do? He gave Jesus all the tests that had, that had caused man to fall in the past. He tested him in his belly. He tested him in his pride, the pride of life. He tested him in, in these particular areas. Fall down and worship me, and I'll give you all this stuff. He tested him with money, but the Lord Jesus said, No, 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 get thee behind me, Satan. I'm going to worship God and him alone. And so after Jesus has successfully endured the testing period, he was granted the power of the Spirit. I pray that you're hearing. Now that time and period was for 40 days. It had a beginning and it had an end. Now, in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse number 12, it says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Uh, there have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. Now, we're going to look at this just line by line, just for the brief time that we have here today. If you hear, I thank God that you're hearing, because this is going to allow you uh, to see the exit to your trouble. Because unless you know that there's an exit to the trouble, you won't look for it. You'll just sit right there and roast in the fire. You'll be destroyed. But God declares today that there is an exit to the trouble. That there is an exit that is already prepared for you out of this trouble. He says, there have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. Stop right there for a second. In other words, this trouble has seized. It says, no temptation that has taken you. It has seized. You have been seized with trouble. Anybody ever been just going along on one day and you, your day was going great until you heard something, until somebody said something, till you got a notice in the mail, you got a phone call, something happened, you were seized with trouble. You can't get out of it. Trouble had arrested you. It says there's no, there's no temptation, test or trial that has seized you. That is not coming to man. In other words, this, you're not the only one that has gone through this thing. This trouble had been here before you got here, and it'll be here when you leave. This trouble is coming. Say with me, what I'm going through now, it's coming. It's coming. There's nothing special about yours. Are you with me? 
All right, this trouble has seized you, and you are not the only one going through it. Now, I want you to notice the very next phrase. It says, but God is faithful. Say, but God. Now, we see a picture beginning to unfold, and I pray that you hear this. We see an individual who is now wrapped up in trouble. They're wrapped up in trouble. Now, when you're seized, you are arrested, you're wrapped up, and you can't get out. And this thing is common. It, it, it is other people go through it. But then we see the appearance of God in the trouble. It says, but God. In other words, the Lord intervenes, puts his foot down, and he steps right in the testing period. This also shows you the same picture as well as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. There were three. The king said, I put three men in the fire. But look, I see a fourth one there who has entered into the flames. The fourth one has entered into the trouble with the ones that are going through the trouble. But God, you are seized. It has you captured. There is nothing that you can do. But God. The Bible says, is faithful. In other words, God has made an appearance in the trouble. So first of all, we think that uh, the enemy has us in the place and there's nobody going through what we're going through. Nobody understands what we're going through, that we're in this thing all alone and that there's no way out. But now you understand that there is a way out and that you are not alone, but God is there with you in the trial and he has made... A way of escape out of that fire. Are you hearing what we're saying today? Oh, Lord Jesus. So the Bible says, but God is faithful. In other words, he is trustworthy. He is worthy of your trust. You can trust him. You can trust him. If you got in it, understand that there is a way to get out of it. God said, you can trust me. I've already made a way out of this thing. Trust me. The Lord said, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Now listen, in Psalm 46 verse 1, it echoes there. The Bible says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In Psalm 27 verses 5 through 6, it says, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 39 says, But the, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength. In time of trouble. Psalm 34 verse 18, rather verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He delivers him. He delivers her out of them all. You're in this fire, yes. You're in a terrible situation, yes. You're in a problem. There's trouble. There's affliction. You're in a trial. You're in a testing period, but you are not in there alone. The Bible says clearly over and over and over again, the Lord said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And even in the time of trouble, you will find God present with you. Say, he's present with me. In my trouble, he is present with me. Now, 
Listen to this as we look at the very next phrase. Let's start again. It says, there is no temptation taking you but such as common to man. But God. Say, but God. But God is faithful. In other words, God is trustworthy. You can trust him. Listen, who will not, say will not, who will not suffer, the word suffer there is to permit. He will not permit you to be tempted above that ye are able. Stop right there. He will not, say will not. He will not, say will not. He will not permit this trouble to take you beyond your limits. He will not allow this trouble to break you, but he's allowing it to make you. He said, I will not allow it. Now, the Bible does not say that he's sending an angel to gauge your progress. He does not say that he's sending a man to gauge your progress. No, God said, I'm in the testing period with you. And I am watching your progress. And I know how much you can take. I know your ability. I know your, I know your ability to endure in this struggle. And when I see that you can't take any more of this, I'll show you that exit. He said, I will not permit this trouble. I will not permit the devil. I will not, per- I will not permit this, this suffering to break you, to break your back. I will not permit it. Turn to them and tell them, you can trust God. You can trust him. He said, I will not permit it. He said, he will not suffer or will not permit you to be tempted above, tempted, test, or tried above that you are able. Now, here again, God will not allow the trial or the test or the trouble or the strain, which he has allowed here again to ascertain the quality of a thing. He has allowed this to ascertain your quality, to see what's in you. He already knows within you what's in you, but you don't yet know what's in you. He's allowed this to ascertain your quality. Listen, uh, to exceed, he won't allow this trouble uh, to exceed your own personal tolerance. He won't allow it to exceed your own personal tolerance. He knows you. In other words, he won't allow it to break you. He will allow it to make you. God is not the author of the test or trial. We mentioned that before in the book of James, the first chapter. Uh, he won't, that's James, the first chapter, verses 13 through 15. He will not allow it. He will not allow it. Now look at the last phrase there, and we may end up here for the day. It says, but will, with the temptation, I love this, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that is to exit or oh, he'll make an end now notice the wording but will say will that's a sure thing as sure as you're breathing that's a sure thing as sure as today is sunday that's a sure thing he will uh with the temptation in other words with the temptation in other words the temptation has not gone anywhere the test or trial is still there the fire is still hot they're still talking about you. You're still going, you still don't have any money in the account. You're still, bankruptcy is still breathing down your neck. You're still going through this. God said, but will with it show up and make an exit. 
in other words, like we said before, we're not going to just run out the fire. Oh, God, this is really on me. I don't know what I'm going to do. If you don't help me get out of this quick, oh, no. No, that's not God. If we rightly discern what God is saying in Scripture, you'll also rightly discern how we can go through and get out. He said he will with the temptation. In other words, he's not going to take the test or trial away. He'll just get you out of it. And the same thing is echoed also as Peter began to ask the Lord. He said, I asked the Lord three times that he would take this thing from me. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I will empower you in the situation. You won't even smell like smoke. You won't even be burned. No lion's teeth will be found in you. No claw marks on you. I will empower you where you are and pull you out at the, at the designated time. Are you understanding what's happening here? I'm talking about people, God's people that are more than conquerors. God's people who do not run from a fight. God's people who will stand up and say, no, 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 devil. You've come this far and you'll come no further. You'll come no further. I'm talking about God's people who will actually stand up in the household and things are going wrong and, and demons are all the way around. And, you know, and some of us will just, will, just, will just get in the fetal position. Oh, stop hurting me. Oh, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. But when you begin to realize that you are a son of God, you are a child of God with the power of Christ on the inside of you, we don't lay back in the fetal position. We stand up and we roar. We roar. The Bible said the righteous are bold as lions. That's your house. That's your home. Devil, this is my house. It's my home. And if anybody's going to leave, you're going to leave. And I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get out of my house. Get out of my body. I don't have to be in a, in a defensive position, but I can take up an offensive posture and proclaim what the Lord Jesus said. Are you hearing what's being said? Now, there's a difference between running out like your hair is on fire. Oh, God, get me through. Oh, God, get me out. Oh. No, 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 no. That's not more than a conqueror. That's not more than a conqueror. No, we're here. We're in this thing. Yes, I don't have this money. Yes, I don't have this. Yes, I don't have that. But Father, I will enjoy the moment. I will praise you in this thing. And I know, Lord, that you prepared a way of escape for me. And I know in just a moment, I'll be removed from this thing. But Lord, while I'm still here, help me to learn while I'm here. Help me to see what I'm supposed to see. Help me to know what I'm supposed to know so that I don't have to go back through this again. So Lord, I don't want to rush you in this time. I don't want to rush you. Just prepare me in this fire so that when I come out, I'll come out pure as gold. I'll come out lacking nothing. I'll come out perfected. I'll come out in the power of the Spirit because that's why I'm here to be invested with your full power and your, in your presence so I can change the world around me. Are you with me, saints of God? Are you, are you hearing what the Lord is saying? Because when the testing time is over, it's over. This will only last for a short moment of time. Your brokenness will only last for a short moment of time. The time that you live in a little box under a bridge will only last for a short moment of time. 
because you belong to him you're his child and he's a good father and he knows how to take care of his children he knows how to give you more than enough he owns everything and he knows how to turn your situation around in the slightest moment so if he's still allowing you to be in it oh just lay back and enjoy and tell the lord ask him show me what i'm supposed to get while i'm here let all this mess in me that that can uh, contaminate my promised land be burned out of me so that when i cross over jordan i can remain over there hallelujah are you understanding what's being said now if we continue to go through life fighting and and oh and belly aching and whining even as the children of israel did in the wilderness all that does is make the situation so heavy and unbearable. They said, we can't stand this manna. We can't stand this manna. We can't stand this manna. We had it better back in Egypt. We can't stand this quail. We don't want this. We don't want that. All you're doing is making it worse on yourself. I'm tired of never having any money. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of driving this old broken down car. At least you got a car. And thank God you're not walking in the hot sun. Hallelujah. I'm tired of this house. Thank God you got a house. I'm tired of my old husband. Thank God you got an old husband. I'm tired of this job. I'm tired. All you're doing is condemning yourself. There's something good in this. There's something praiseworthy in this. This will only last for a moment. And after this moment is over, if you haven't gotten, if the Lord hasn't gotten all that stuff out of you, if the flames haven't burned, burned it all out of you, you'll cross over in your promised land and contaminate your harvest. And what was meant to last you over a lifetime will only last you a couple of years. How often have we gotten a lump sum of money and it only lasted for a little bit and you can't tell where in the world you did with it. Can't tell where the money went. Harvest contaminated. How often have we had an opportunity to do something? Something great has happened. A door was open. But because something that was in us contaminated it and we lost it. Or we meant to have this relationship with, with someone else but but because we, because lust was not burned out of us, we are with that person and we see somebody else. And they look at you and say, oh, what's, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be together, but now they're thinking twice about you. Hallelujah. This will only last for a moment. Only last, the red in your checking account will only last for a moment. This valley experience will only last for a moment. Your trip up the mountain has already been prepared. It's already ready. The tickets have already been bought. The airline tickets, everything is already ready. God said, you can trust me. You'll only be here just for a moment. This is a light affliction that will only last for a moment. So get everything you're supposed to get. Pick all your flowers in the valley and keep them. Hallelujah. Because soon enough, you're going to go back up to the mountain. And if we do not navigate successfully the valley, you're going to mess up the mountain. Do you understand what we're saying to you? If we don't know how to learn how to budget with nothing, when you get a lot, you're going to blow it again. 
And how many of us over our lifetime, if we had just learned to save $5 a week, if we had been faithful in saving, since you've been working, if you've been faithful in saving $2 a week, just $2 every pay period, just $2, just $2, how much would you have right now? Just $2. Not a lot. But we blew the harvest for something temporal. So I pray today that you will apply the word of God and understand that God has made a way out. Don't make this thing heavy. It's light. And it is only, I assure you, God is faithful. He is trustworthy. He will not allow this thing to break you. He will allow it to make you. He will not. He's in a testing period with you. He is monitoring the testing period. It's kind of like... Uh, as children in school, how you take the test and you have monitors, test monitors, they walk around the room making sure that nobody's cheating, making sure that the environment is good, make sure that there are no distractions. God said, I'm in the testing period and I'm walking to and fro, seeing whom I can bless. Who can I show myself strong to? God said, I'm monitoring the test and I know what's too much for you. I know what's too much for you. And I will not permit a test to be given to you that is above your grade level. I hope that you hear that. He said, I will not permit a test to be given to you that is above your grade level. I know who you are and I know what you can do. Be encouraged, saints of God. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Go ahead and give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you for the word that you've given us today. Lord, we do thank you that this trial, this trouble will not last. It will not last. You are faithful. You are worthy of our trust. And you will pull us out of this thing at the designated time. But Father, I pray that you will stir us up in your spirit. And that we would know what to do while we're in it. We know what to receive. We see everything we have to see so that we don't contaminate the harvest that is before us. Lord, I speak strength to your people. I speak refreshing to your people. I speak hope over your people in the name of Jesus. Show them the exit at the appropriate time. And Father, I pray that their stay on the mountain is long. And Lord God, that they will successfully navigate this trial and come out in the power of the Spirit. Father, I bless you for all of them in Jesus' name. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org.